So the giant spiders are attacking the small American town of Melbourne, Australia. Oh no. What should your role be in bringing these pesky arachnids to justice? Oh, well, they're all going to... St- they're, they're all going to bend to Australian ways at some point and come stop by the lemon tree outside of my neighbour's house. And, uh-huh. and and I think that's when you get them, because the lemons... <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Paul, but the, the spiders generally don't like it when you get a pint of lemon juice and just throw it at them. So that leads me that's to believe... That's true, actually. Yeah, now that I think s- of all the times I've done that, they don't like that. Yeah, and, and not enough people make the connection. They just think, oh, coincidence. It's, it's the yeah. lemon. They can't stand it, mate. Um, like I wouldn't do it with uh, any other drink because it's um, too valuable. But lemon, fuck it. And they, 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 they hate a, it. So just, you I, know. I fi- yeah. I think I just went on a very dispiriting journey, mate. Because I arrived at this idea of, oh, yeah, this could be like War of the Worlds. But instead of being killed off by the common cold, spoiler alert for HG Wells' War of the Worlds. Oh. Uh, I know it's the, it's the hot one of the summer and everyone's trying to get round to it. But um, really what science. if instead they were infected by sort of earthling psychology? And that instead of, you know, succumbing mm. to germs, they mm. instead succumbed to our lifestyle, became super lazy, lost yeah. the incentive to invade and dominate the human race in favor of just being a bit lazy. But then realized, oh, I think I just wrote The World's End. I think that might be what happens <laughs> in The World's End. Or is it well, not even that good? Well, I, th- I so think we- that the key is, mate, if you if you do that film, but don't include the scene at the end where they're like, yeah, we're shit. This is the point of the film. Then, yeah. then you're fine. If if you can do that film without that ridiculous, if I can make it less cringy, final scene. then I think I can probably yeah. accomplish that well. Have have a protagonist be real, but not so real that it removes yeah. all enjoyment from my life for the next month. All right, so I'll do that in order to get rid of the spiders, uh, yeah. and then I will make a thriller with entirely problematic people in it, like exclusively. I'm going to exclusively go okay. out and hire problematic people to be in this thriller. Oh, okay. So not the characters. Not not like hateful. No, 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 not the, the characters, characters problematic. No. The people. No, I'm just gonna get Ezra Miller and okay. everyone else. And all the and others. Get them into and all the others that you know and don't need me to name. And we'll <coughs> make a, a great thriller that everybody will be uncomfortable discussing for a while. Then I'll make a documentary about I don't know bees. Some under uh, bees. Yeah. I was going for some sparks alike, but modern. But then realised I know nothing about modern music. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> kids. Right in. Who's the current equivalent of sparks? You don't know who Sparks are. Nobody can answer these two questions. It would require two disparate areas of knowledge. You're right, it is Sparks. You're making my Sparks film. You're asking a generation who no longer writes to write in. (laughs) Oh, somebody asked ChatGPT which which, which young music I need to reference here. Kill us. Kill us now. Alive every time it flushes the toilet. I'm Dr. Paul Langer. I'm a strange man working up a big head of steam. <laughs> um, yes, we are emerging relatively unscathed from the horrific metropolis of recommendations uh, month uh, and are bound uh, straight uh, for the history hole. No! 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 And the history hole. Yes, the history hole. Oh. The only time when we cover movies made before 1990, unless they get recommended to us, it's a holiday episode, or we feel like it. 
<laughs> yeah, and I like those odds. <laughs> so it's it's a real treat, mate, every time it happens. Oh, yeah, I look time. forward to it. Oh. It's definitely worth continuing with this branding. <laughs> I, I, I think any any branding that allows us to do whatever we want, as long as we call it branding, is good branding by my standards. I think that's good branding, and I think that's exactly what Musk Industries is all about. And, you know, I want to model myself on that <laughs> flick. So this film... Oh, God, I didn't write a paragraph where I talk about what the bloody movie's called. Mm. Okay, let's wing you it. You could wing this that movie, one. Jesus. This Uh-oh. movie. This, this movie's Grease 2. No, wait. Oh, right. That's lucky. It is lucky. Because I watched Grease, the first one. Oh, great. So a lot of this will apply. Just imagine Michelle fight for... Fur. Yeah? Fight for, and you'll be fine. Okay, brilliant. What's, ah, what's, spiders! What ah. Oh, no, spiders! It's a giant spider invasion, 1975. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In a small Wisconsin town, something was about to happen that would send shockwaves around the world. They came from another world to destroy the Earth. It was the giant spider invasion. I'm very concerned. Well, frankly speaking, Doctor, so is the United States government. They came by the hundreds, by the thousands, killing and crippling, creeping, crawling creatures determined to destroy the Earth. Could anything stop them? Could anything stop the giant spider invasion? There has never been a film like this before. Yes, this starts with Richard L. Huff, a (laughs) former teacher turned TV producer who also served as one of the Wisconsin delegates to the Republican National Convention. Oh, good. Say that how you will. So the spiders are communists. (laughs) This whole thing is a metaphor for... Political correctness, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, they were all about it in the seventies, and they realised that actually, <laughs> yeah, they can they're ahead of their time. Not. Yeah, <laughs> he did also serve as volunteer chairman for the Dane County Children's Services Society and chairman mm. of the UW Medical School Ophthalmology Advisory Board. So oh. he's a complicated man. The yeah, producer it, and writer of the Giant Spider Invasion. That second one was involuntary chairman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's got to do it, mate. I don't know anything about ophthalmology. You just said it right. You're more qualified than the last six guys we had. <laughs> Heck, I I invented this society and I don't even know what children are. <laughs> um, that's what the society is all about, to find out. <laughs> Together. Came close once. Turned out that was an ostrich. But by God, we treated it. <laughs> A lot of the books we were reading really didn't apply to that ostrich. <laughs> but that ostrich was pretty game for it, so, you know, we learned <laughs> to be a lot. fair, he was... He was he was, he was a good ostrich. Yeah, he's also a talented artist, according to the Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care obituary that I read, which is a hard-hitting oh. journal that always gets to the bottom of the matter. Always tells the truth. It's a wildly unpopular obituary service. <laughs> Just absolutely savage. Um, he wrote several poems, novels, did some paintings, then wrote and co-produced the giant spider invasion. Oh. Don't be so sure it won't happen to you. <laughs> As a reminder, it's, the spiders do represent whatever we fear as a nation so <laughs> mementos giant spider invention ori <laughs> it's a terrifying feature in any in any renaissance painting but who's <sighs> treating the kids now that's what i want to know who's treating these kids they're running wild and like all of the people <gasps> who might be able to help them are 
busy writing movies about giant spider invasions, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this world. Sort your priorities out, mate. Sort your priorities out, Earth. So he comes up with the idea in between the various other things I just <laughs> said that he did. Mm-hmm. And he writes a script with fellow Wisconsinite Robert Easton, the man mm. of a thousand voices. And that really comes through in his writing. <laughs> yes, he's an actor who did some movies and some TV before becoming one of the best respected dialect coaches in the business. Really? Wow. Yes. His successes include Ben Kingsley's Indian accent in Gandhi. Okay. In no way qualified to comment. Uh, Al Pacino's Cuban accent in Scarface. That's good fun. That is good fun. Hey, look, that's good Cuban. Okay, Alan, with me, with me. Motherfucking cockroaches. (laughs) Yes, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. You've really got to lean into the... (laughs) Got to lean into the fricatives of cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) My name's not Alan. My name was never Alan. I don't know why I sound like Dustin Hoffman. I don't know. (laughs) I'm a mess. Even then I was a mess. Okay. Okay, we're going to have to work out on that accent as well. But don't worry. Cockaro. So he also did uh, Liam Neeson's Kentuckian accent and whatever the hell that was for. Um, Tuesday night. <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> he did Forrest Whitaker's Ugandan accent for The Last King of Scotland. And his masterpiece, he worked on Arnie's Russian accent for Red Dawn. Red, Red Heat, excuse me. Ah, uh, Co- okay. Cocaine them. <laughs> Cocaine them. <laughs> that, was, that was Russian. Hey? That was this one. That was this fucking guy. I, I, I enjoyed that was Robert Easton. As as this guy, you know, he wrote this in the seventies. I'm going to assume that he he built his portfolio of accents in the seventies, wherein it was fine. <laughs> Especially just afflicted. I can't believe that Forrest Whitaker's Uganda didn't get cancelled afterwards. <laughs> it's just he like that out in Wisconsin. It's like watching an Omidjilili stand-up of. Ooh, is Ooh. this fine? Well, I'm glad he said it. All <laughs> so, thinking it. Yeah. How silly they sound. <laughs> yeah. uh, for some reason, it is specified in his bio that he married a woman from Grimsby. <laughs> Man it of the says people. her name and then says of Grimsby. The last surviving Grimsby noble. <laughs> Tess before of that Grimsby. dynasty imploded. She's the Anastasia of fucking Grimsby. She got out whilst the rest of her family were machine gunned by the Grimsbyites. <laughs> by the fish. God almighty. He also co-wrote the giant spider invasion. Oh, okay. I thought we were just telling a lovely tale. No, unfortunately, it's all too pertinent. Uh, speaking of pertinent, here's a sentence I'm fairly baffled by from his bio- uh, from the making of the film. By the time filming began, creative differences led to a script not being made and only pages of dialogue had been written. What? So... It's like a radio play. Yeah, I guess. So just without any direction. Yeah, just dialogue. sprawled onto beer-stained, smoked-through, shagged-out paper. Just chewed up, chewed out. Written onto cigarette packages. Just various notes of things that might be said in the film. Written on the inside of cigarette papers and then smoked by (laughs) by the characters so they imbibe the the essence. You're not allowed to read it. Smoke it and talk. Tom Waits style. It's what I did for the children and by God, their their opthams are all over the place, mate, which is good for Oxfams. <laughs> look at the Oxfam. Look at the Oxfams on that. You didn't say Oxfam. You said something else. Look, I didn't want this job, all right? <laughs> Someone... I'm going to get to the bottom of it. State volunteered uh, me. With that being the case, apparently mm. the director and co-producer locked Easton in a cabin, threatening him to write 10 to 15 pages every day or he wouldn't feed him. <laughs> the chips that jo- Michael Goff bought. 
<laughs> the joke's on him, though, because he came up with seven brand new accents. <laughs> I call this one Stugandon. I call this... I, I'm working on something. I'm putting it together. It's a little bit of everything. I think I'm going to call it Aidan Gillen. <laughs> well, what are the key features of this? Nobody knows. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So let's look at this director who enjoys locking people away against their will to write movie scripts for him. It's Bill Rabane. <laughs> Derek's young friends. <laughs> it's Bill Rabane, a man who smokes a pipe in his Wikipedia picture. There's several scripts in that pipe. It's gorgeous. <laughs> you know, so many, so many character knowledge. <laughs> Who's this man? He's a man who made Monster a go-go. A man who twice ran for oh. governor of Wisconsin as a Reform Party candidate. He's okay. a man... The man who got his start in Germany, working on CinemaScope projects before getting the U.S. rights to the Cinetarium Cine- Circular Motion Picture process. Exclusively, he oh. had the rights to do that in the U.S., uh, making him a millionaire at 22. Then he lost it all due to <laughs> taxes and various fees. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, man, man. What, what do you do? What do you do? Well, do you he do? made a short film called uh-huh. Twist Craze. Okay. Success. Then he made a slightly longer film called Dance Craze. Bigger mm. success. Works in radio. Hosts, Germ- hosts Germania, the most popular German language broadcast in America. That's a success. Okay. That's a success. I call that a success. That's I, a success. That's a success in anybody's book. Anyone's book. So makes his uh, first science fiction feature film, Terror at Half, Half Day. Wars Nearly had world. Reagan in it. That's a success. Wow. Look, the, the, the many stories and novels I've written have nearly had Reagan in. They just haven't. Yeah. Yeah, if I could have Reagan in half as little as he's had, then I'd be I'd be a success. I'd have pounds. I'd have literal trousers on my body right now. Wow. As Can't opposed to imagine that, the it's... assembly of cats that I've convinced to go along with this awful charade. It's impressive in itself, but... It, it is, People but don't like you talking not, about it. It's not, some things are impressive, but not worth doing. Like snooker. <laughs> with all the success under his belt... Uh-huh. I don't know where that came from. It's Bill Rabane moves his family to a farm in, you guessed it, Wisconsin. The <laughs> land of opportunity. Once there, he raises cattle and horses mm-hmm. like a man's man before mm-hmm. turning it into a studio called the Shooting Ranch. Fucking take that, Universal Pictures. Shepperton. Bollocks, more like. Take that, Ezra Miller. Oh, is that where <laughs> Ezra Miller lives now? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He called his production company the Shooting Ranch. Why'd you call it that? Oh. Uh-oh. Ezra Miller's there riding a small pig. (laughs) He's got a look in his eye that tells you he knows what this pig is for. So, the pig doesn't know anything about it. Uh, The Shooting Ranch was the first full-time feature film studio in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. uh, First and only for over 30 years. And they Mm -hmm. mostly did industrial films. But also, the giant spider invasion. I do bring it back. You've got to say I bring it back. It's the one thing you can say about you. The rest of you completely unknowable. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm going to make this about the giant spider invasion eventually, after another 20 minutes of this podcast. You're the you're the fucking Pete What's-His-Face. The Wild Wild West producer who needed giant mechanical spiders. Oh, God, what was his, his name? John. John Peters. Uh, Peters. John Landis, I bet. John, I I'm, I'm going to say... Oh, we're Landis. both right. It's John Peters. There we go. There we go. We got there, folks. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is Tristram Shanders. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Tristram Shanders, eh? Yeah, it, uh, Tristram Shander. Shandy. Yeah. There we go. This whole thing is Tristram Shanders. Is Shanders. It's Bernie Tristram Shandling. Yeah. Um, we are getting ahead of ourselves. The giant spider invasion is not yet born. So, 
The film was executively produced by mm-hmm. William Dyke, who was the former mayor of Madison, Wisconsin, and the future Wisconsin Circuit Court judge. So he helped to fund and find a distributor for the film. You've got to have a hobby. You've got to have a hobby. Before you become Mr. Wisconsin. (laughs) There he is. (laughs) Mr. Wisconsin. (laughs) With his jug of milk. (laughs) And his cool, cool hat. (laughs) It's such a sweet hat. It's got cheese in it. (laughs) Uh, Tell you what, though, mate. Lots of injuries. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. couple of crew members get burned when they blow up the spider spoilers and yeah. uh, a stunt involving the house getting crushed by a giant spider mm. uh, spoilers nearly led to crew members getting impaled so <laughs> life is cheap out there in God. wisconsin fortunately in dairy state in wisconsin <laughs> children are not really people they don't own a hat not even a me a mildly good hat a meager hat. <laughs> a meager child's hat that might save him from Alas. the terrible, all-consuming production of Alas. the giant spider invasion. Generations of young Wisconsinites lost. <sighs> no wonder we formed the Reform Party. Oh, <laughs> Something's uh, got to change. Now, Something's for... got to stop me. <laughs> for the love of God, before he brings it back to giant spider invasion. Um, oh, Paul, on, mate. Was, was a cow injured? Oh, God, to... I don't know. Was a cow injured oh, well... to death? I don't Spoilers. know, but there are plenty of bloodied cows that look pretty realistic, but they could have just gone to a butcher and or murderer's shop. That's true. There are plenty of those in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Whether you'll have an occupational hat. Critics felt like hitting the booze again, huh? Glenn huh? Gavin, writing for the Delta oh, Democrat Times. Glenn Gavin. Glenn Gavin. Oh, excuse me. Glenn Garvin. Oh, okay. oh Glenn Garvin's fine. Though. Glenn Gavin, though. You tell that. Glenn cunt. Gavin, Glenn Ross. My Glavin, my Glavin. <laughs> Glavin. Fuck it. Glavin there. Glavin even. Yeah, why not Glavin? Glavin. Or Glenn Garvin as he's known for long, but Glavin. Uh, writing for the Delta Democrat Times recounts that during his theatre experience of the giant spider invasion, uh, children were laughing instead of being scared. Oh, and he ate that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, and that's, that's really detrimental to a child's upbringing, laughter. Um, yeah, in particular in Wisconsin, where there's very little to laugh about and a lot of dangers <laughs> to be aware of. <laughs> people smiling, people laughing, all these children <laughs> are relaxing. <laughs> Makes me wonder. More for them, here comes the mayor, Mr. Wisconsin. <laughs> He's got a mayor hat. And his catching net. So... <laughs> The public, meanwhile, wouldn't know what wouldn't know rabbit turds from Rice Krispies. I'd say so. Aperio, IMDb, that's the worst <laughs> magician. <laughs> Aperio, Magicio. What do you What do you do? Well, I'm here. I Aperioed. I Aperioed he to down, you. Throws down one of those bangers that explode on impact. Ah, Magic. yeah. Now I'm gonna leave. What? He starts hailing a bus. D- dining an Uber. Aperio. <laughs> No, I'm a Perio. I'm not very good at disappearing. <laughs> I'm not Disappeario, mate. Disappeario was my father's name. <laughs> the bastard! So, yeah. So, yeah, the review reads... <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 took a, that took a second. <laughs> that was good. Very good. See, we saved, we saved all the jokes for, for this episode. <laughs> 
Imperio on IMDb said, <laughs> a scathing expose of Wisconsin farmers, spiders, booze, and fa- failing marriages. If you've ever mm. wanted to see a skinny-legged, pot-bellied farmer in his long underwear and truss, this yeah, is the I movie have. for you. And you yep. know I have, so... Uh... Yeah. It's on your wish list. Forgive me for being excited going into Giant Spider Invasion 1970-something. <laughs> Forgive me for my expectations. I am looking forward to this brutal, scathing expose of spiders. Oh, that sounds. That was one of those clever reviews, Paul. It was one of those funny reviews, which is always very good. Oh, I love that. There were so many of those, mate. This film appeared oh. on Mystery Science Theater 3000, so there was a lot of irony going on, worthy <laughs> of Tom Servo. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know, and I don't care. It's important well, not to care, mate. That's what I love most about you. Was he was he an involuntary involuntary? Was he an involuntary in, children's option? Involuntary, my dear Watson. Your involvement in my cases, that is. <laughs> no. Bring me some more opium. Must I? Involuntary, my dear Watson. Fucking dickhead always giving me this. Damn you, Holmes. <laughs> The giant spider invasion has Uh-oh. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes Uh-oh. based on one review, so figure that out. <laughs> uh, 3.2 on IMDb, 74% on Google, and made either $2.3 million or $15 million, depending on who you're listening to. Okay, depending on inflation, fake inflation figures. Depending on yeah, Amram. Dodgy, depending on your listening to do- Dodgy Garvin. <laughs> Glavin. Glavin's economical Glavin. forecast. <laughs> uh, ultimate movie rankings suggest... That it is in the top 50 highest grossing films of 1975, beating out Antonioni's The Passenger and At Long Last Love. Well, given given the critical climate at the time, the willingness That's to true. just just outright insult women for their appearances um, rather than nowadays <sighs> where we very, very civilly just like pretend not to, but do it anyway. Civilly. Oh. oh dear. Yeah, it was the mid-70s, mate, and women got a rough ride with the film critics, and spiders, oh, they just do what they like. Boys will be boys, spiders will be spiders. Spiders will be boiders. Spiders will be boys uh, was the nightmarish reality of 1975, and you had to look out for that. 1975, mate, it's just spiders running around with boy hats on, and boy hats running yeah. around with spiders on. That's what Midnight Cowboy was all about. I always wondered, actually. I, like, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've read about it, and, and I thought, this is just spiders with boy hats on. Yeah, and mm. everybody who saw it was like, hey, this 1978 movie is the most 1975 movie I've ever seen, and they were right to do so. Yeah, and you just scream and yeah. scream at the TV, and it doesn't matter how how many times you break a TV and throw it at the, your neighbor's face. People just aren't going to, they're not just ready, they're just not ready to listen to your <clears throat> bullshit about Midnight Cowboy. Mate, you break a TV, you've taught a man to fish. But if you teach that fish the TV, then there's all sorts of things going on. I've had some Sudafed. So-called <laughs> goldfish. Revival. What's one thing about the giant spider invasion that made you feel prunes would be a better job for you? I was reminded many a time of the neutrinos in mutating, Paul. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, my God, the scientific explanation behind this movie. For no reason. <laughs> I came here to find out exactly how a giant spider invasion might affect me in my day-to-day. Unless you're going to imply that a black hole landed in Wisconsin, we're not going to get on. I'm not ready. Um, and, I, and, I, and I do appreciate that later on when they're talking about the doomsday device they used, spoilers, to dis- mm. destroy the spiders. They just keep referring to it as the gadget. There's only there's <laughs> only enough budget, you know, to go around for scientific mumbo-jumbo. Eventually, you just got to start spending it on Dan's onesies. 
Rip Thorn, Kip Thorn rather, he charges by the hour. Rip Torn, on the other hand, charges. <laughs> you have to pay him to stay away. So he gets in. It is incredibly lucrative, actually. I don't think even he expected it to be quite so successful. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a shame little he hurt. spent it all on hooch. <laughs> so let's let's get into the giant spider invasion. Oh, let's. So a tremendous amount of fucking information is communicated in the first few minutes as yeah. we meet our heroes. We've got Mad Mad Matt Murdock, Howling Mad Matt Murdock, the preacher. <laughs> Hellfire and brimstone, that is what is in store for you. It's right here. Psalms 11, verse 6. Upon the wicked he shall rain fire and brimstone. We'll be in two scenes. We've got... Little Johnny and his best gal, Sally Lou. Nice. I had G-Wiz for Little Johnny. <laughs> G-Wiz is good. Let's sit with G-Wiz. Okay. We've got Sheriff Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> yep, that's good. We've got Sad Susan and her husband, Buttfuck Dungus. Nice. Where the hell are you going? Into town. What the hell for? Well, I'm going to a revival. Well, you need it. Sometimes the only way I know you're still alive is when I hear you flush the toilet. For Sad Season, I've got Kim Cattrall, but Sad Season is, uh, is, is, is better. It's not based on her about- character in Sex and the City. She just looks like Kim Cattrall. She does rather. I think we could go way. with Sad Sad Cattrall. Sad Cattrall. Sad Sue Cattrall. Sucatraz. Escape from Sucatraz. All is well. Yes. But some terrible so uh, video effects land on the farm, which causes a ruckus and Bicycle Dave explodes. <laughs> Fuck. It's a lot Fucking of ex- hell. Oh. So, a lot of excitement going on, so Dungus goes to bed. <laughs> well, he's got to get up in the middle of the night in his onesie to eat fridge chicken. <laughs> that's that's, that's it, ta- taxing for any gent. So, Dr. Mary from Third Rock from the Sun uh, worries up a concern that reaches all the way to the desk of Teddy Sweatervest at NASA. <laughs> Yay! Sometimes when you wish upon a worry with all your heart, great things can happen. Aww. I, I, I also had Sudafed when I wrote these notes. <laughs> I, was just, I was just remarking on the fact that last week you, you mentioned not having written any notes, therefore written no jokes. And even I couldn't prepare myself for the, 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 the onslaught <laughs> of comedy gold. I'm just sitting here thinking, I don't even need to turn up. This is great. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. No, I'm, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, well, let's it's all good, get into it. It's good jokes. It's good jokes. It's Bance, mate. Oh, fucking Bance. It's um, Bance for days. Tony Bance. Uh, doesn't work. Tony Bance. George Bance. What happens? Senior. What happens uh, when fucking Mary from Third Rock from the Sun meets Teddy Sweater Vest? Oh, well, Teddy Sweater Vest is a 1970s malport. And that doesn't mean that he's a he's a, an on-the-cusp paedophile like some of the other characters in this movie. Oh, fuck He's it. just... He... He's got a very funny problem where he just can't can't imagine initially <gasps> that a woman would be... Oh. Would be, you know, like a spaceman. Would be a science girl. Yeah. And... and, and what? It, I, I think it's it's true, you know... Just because just he's educated, he's still a nerd, and we know we know one thing yeah. about nerds, don't we, Paul? We sure they do. They love fit so well into Doritos. toilets and into your hearts. Yeah. Fall in love with them. Yeah, that's and what like happens. <coughs> that's why we all used to make out with our bullies. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's also. It, it's amazing he didn't recognize her, considering her incredibly professional disco suit. <laughs> why would I wear it, man? Uh, but yeah, they 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 realize. The fashion. He realizes his mistake, and he well, you yeah. know, different strokes, and I suppose 
you know, the gays are allowed to do their thing now. Not that I agree with it, of course, but um, yeah. and 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 they they begin what I. Uh, what I instantly recognised as the 1970s right of a man to hold a woman whenever he wants, as they as they walk mate. around the film discussing the scientific mumbo jumbo that's afoot. I'll tell you this, mate: some elbows oh. are going to be gripped. Oh my god! The, uh, runtime of this film, very little provocation, yes. and I, for one, am very excited. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm Jenny Langer. <laughs> nice to meet you. I have an appointment with your father. Oh, no, no. Uh, he passed away in 1952. Oh, I'm so sorry. Then the appointment must be with your husband. I'm married. I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, then it's probably with your brother. No, my brother's an interior decorator in Oshkosh. You see, Dr. Vance, I'm afraid your appointment is with me. I'm Dr. Jenny Langer. Oh? And we have some very important business to discuss. But the neutrinos are mutating, Paul. They are. Dad, where's the giant spider? I want to go see Midnight Express. It's not out yet. Shut up. <laughs> Weird son. Weird son. I hate you. So, yes, what could that cheap effect have been? It could mm. be an aborted strike from a hostile nation. Hmm. Yeah, that's terrifying. Let's consider something a bit more whimsical. How about <laughs> giant spiders from a parallel dimension that somehow fell into a black hole that landed on Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Go that's that. fine, but also which... the Earth's flat. Oh yes, well that I mean that explains that explains quite a lot actually. That explains me, says Teddy sweater vest, and they go Wisconsin, eh? Well, <coughs> where, which godforsaken shithole in Wisconsin could possibly, <laughs> possibly have, and then cuts to what's yeah. his fucking name, Buttfuck Dungus? Well, yeah, cut to Buttfuck Dungus and and Sad Control. As they go and examine the field, uh, mm. they find some eviscerated animals. Oh boy, someone did the butchering for us. Buttfuck. Buttfuck Dungus? Stop it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? They don't call him Buttfuck Dungus for nothing. <laughs> they don't even call him Buttfuck Dungus because he has designs on his his wife's young, young sister. C- completely Uh-oh. unrelated. But hey, that yeah. does happen. And. Uh, that, was, that was definitely not the last time we'll see mention of it. Anyway, look at these dead cows and shit. Look at these Wait. dead cows and shit, because there are alien turds just littered about the place. So they decide to bring them back to the house. Because what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Diamonds! There are diamonds in the <gasps> shit. There are uh, diamonds, orgies, beautiful whatever. jewels and a spider in each one. Yeah. A free spider in every one. <laughs> and those spiders go off to be in later very amusing scenes, um, in swarm-esque scenes. God bless them. And, um, but whilst they're getting ready for their big reveals... They go, diamonds, yeah. oh god, wow! And, uh, they, well, you know what Buffer Dungus has got to do? He's got to go and see Cousin Billy at the he's rock shop. To... I don't know if you've got a fun he's... name for this chap. Yes, I have. That's clearly oh. Michael Lonsdale, the well-respected French acting legend that looks exactly like this fucking man. <laughs> it's not It's not more upsetting when he's a perv to younger sister, Terry. Buffer Dungus does find Bicycle Dave's bo- gnarled-up body. Bicycle Dave's, um, wife did also call the sheriff to ask him to go examinate because he's not home yet and that's just not like him no and and but i mean sheriff ernest borgnine is is way too busy having um, the uh performatively expository one-sided telephone conversations to actually have done anything about any crimes Uh, oh bicycle dave hasn't come home well so unlike him he's usually such a home buddy i agree he he does like riding a bicycle around the farm of buttfuck dungus (laughs) 
Well, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Famously allergic to explosions. <laughs> Why would you say that? And then he breaks the fourth wall, and that's weird. And then uh, we go back to... Uh, yes, yes, he does. That's bitter. very strange. Um, it's like, I yes, think the so... wrong time to stop taking amphetamines. <laughs> yes, Buttfuck Dungus does immediately find the body and then buries it and yeah. goes home where Sad Catral has made a spider smoothie unknowingly. <clears throat> I tell you, doll, we're going to be rich, I say. Rich, shut up, Dungus, and drink your spider. <laughs> okay. Do you love my spider? Um, and, and and yeah, he goes off to he goes off to cousin Billy, Kevin. Not he, he makes a stop on the way. Goes off in order to cheat on his wife. I oh, expected okay. better of you, buttfuck dungus. <clears throat> oh yeah, he does cheat on his wife at the beginning of the film as well. Um, yes, he does. Yes, with with a, a charming country sex worker. Meanwhile, his wife, Sad Catral, gets bloody menaced by, then bloody eaten by a small and massive spider, respectively. Yeah, it's it's, it's not the other way around. Crucially, um, no. But that would be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's having a bit of you. This is when she's lying on the bed and she's having a drink, and then uh, oh, the camera pans down. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh no, there's a spider moving very slowly. Ah uh, no, just ah. going about his business near her butt. Ah. <laughs> yes. women hate that. I tell you what, men, uh, don't do it. You see a spider, don't, don't put do spiders. it. Spiders. Yeah, just leave them alone. Don't put your butt near it. So, Michael Lonsdale tells. Tells cousin Buttfuck mm. uh, that yeah, these space diamonds ain't worth much unless you've got a media's worth of them. Ooh! Also, how's your uh, sister-in-law? How, how, Hot. She? Oh yeah. Nice. I don't know. Nice. I'm gonna go check on her. So Buttfuck hits on his sister-in-law. The yeah. rarely seen Sally Lou, and then no. he gets eaten by the the eponymous invasion. He, he, Buttfuck! He... Buttfuck no! Buttfuck Douglas no! But it's, it's no! not before um, he has two opportunities to. Um... When asked where he's found the diamonds, to to allude cheekily to maybe it came out of the sky, because the, the first time is I think ah uh, oh, let's just say they fell out of the sky, and the next one oh I just dug them up somewhere, oh I just got them from a spider meteor. I think that's probably what I'm gonna miss most about um, Buttfuck Dungus is the uh, sense of mystery around the man. His enigmatic illusions. His elusiveness yeah, in all things. And I think really we only began to scratch the surface of Buttfuck Dungus. I, 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 think, I think he scratched the surface of me, Paul. <laughs> sure did. So <laughs> Michael Lonsdale stops by the farm, hits on the rarely seen Sally Lou, and then gets blown up by the eponymous giant. Lonsdale! <laughs> but not before panic, having a panic on a, <laughs> a, of a spider on a butt. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, he hates it. That he spider... hates it even more than sad control. Now I know how it feels. Damn you, spider of the 70s. I was the problem and therefore patriarchy. No. <laughs> so, spider, yeah, the spider At this stage, the spider attacks the rarely seen Sally Lou uh, before mm. being attacked by the not at all eponymous Johnny, little Johnny. Or what did you call him? Um, gee whiz. Gee whiz. He gets attacked by gee whiz. Who rescues the not to be seen again, Sally Lou, and as he straps her to the roof of his car and just skips town. <laughs> just dry. They're Thelma and Louisa. Uh, <laughs> funnily enough, I did call it, it G Wiz slash Young Dave. So it's very, very ah. fortunate. There's amazing coincidence of us both, uh, you know, opting <sighs> for the name Dave. Couldn't replicate it, mate. Yeah. Couldn't replicate that in 100 episodes. So, want unfortunately, to. it looks like it's down to our scientists who, by mm. process of elimination, I guess must be our main characters. Fuck. Uh, well, they are. I was about to say they are holding each other quite a lot. That's not strictly true, Paul. One of them, one of them is <laughs> holding, holding each other back. quite a lot. <laughs> so they decide to shoot some science at it to try and kill it. Yeah. Uh, which is 
A good thing because a posse is assembling because they're going to go fuck up Ben Tramer for butt fuck. <laughs> he was the best of us. <laughs> Somebody better do something because home video footage of a fun fair is being attacked by a spider legs <laughs> attached to an old car. And it's fucking great. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Um, it's wonderful. Anyway, never mind that. Let's go back to Catherine Bigelow's Detroit. Where <laughs> the fucking vigilante gang. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. In, 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 a, in a weirdly in a weirdly documentarian political protest movie uh, for a couple oh, of minutes um, as they fight a <laughs> massive fluffy spider. Yeah, it becomes medium cool for a second and then all of the injustices collapse into each other yeah. because it's all gearing up for a gripping conclusion. Oh yeah, Paul. I was, I was really paying attention at this point. Oh, at this stage. At this stage, I'm fully invested because they wander around a field for a bit, mm-hmm. get way too close to the spider to shoot at it with a tiny gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sheriff Ball 9 is tragically killed. Oh no. They fuck around with flares for a bit and then shoot it with the science gun and it melts. Shoot it with the gadget, yeah. 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 Brilliant. The white the lady scientist turns to male scientist and says, Will there be more spiders? I don't know. Then it ends. <laughs> I don't fucking know, you re- stupid bit. A reference to your uh, ending for the swarm. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Shit. I- you need to go back and listen to that episode. It's very good. You should go back and listen to some of these episodes because they're hot stuff. So is the giant spider invasion. What do you make of it, Paul? It was it was a very uh, for me. This was a very special, unique cult movie experience. Oh um, yes. It did you take acid again? Oh, you know, take acid more than once. It's no longer special, mate. I was experimenting. <laughs> take acid once. Shame on me. Take it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Take it twice, 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 twice. What? 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 So it was. Obviously, you know, it has all the trappings of a cult so bad it's good movie. Um, um, I don't need to go into them right now, mostly because can't think of any good examples you just got to take my word for it that they're there all the things we've spoke, spoken about in the past but mm. this had very definite definitively its own voice um it, it, <coughs> it did that Wisconsin <laughs> spirit yeah it's like no matter how goofy and dilapidated and fucked up that voice was it's very much its own color <laughs> um it, it had this whimsical sense of humor um that it was occasionally, you know, occasionally fine and made me, oh, I could see they were, tr- you know, attempting a joke there. So it wasn't just humorless birdemic or, yeah. you know, or, or or something else. It was trying for something. And the cinematography and, you know, the really fantastical sound work of that, that like sci-fi nonsense yeah. noise. Um, and... But all of that is so wrong for most of the time. <laughs> but but it but it has all these different drives, and it seems to like mm. have a, a a better sense of what it is than oh, a lot it's like of like suburbia, the, mate. Like the concept of drives. suburbia. All those drives. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I fucking hate yeah. suburbia. So fuck this film. Fuck and this stupid film and spiders. And anyone who lives in suburbia yeah. or owns a spider. Okay. Anyone who lives in spiders. I'm sick of them, but yeah, it it it, mm. it was it, it was very enjoyable and amusing. Um, but at the same yeah. time, it it like 
it feel, I feel like this achieved what Sharknado wanted to achieve. But but mm. the key again is that Sharknado is doing it on purpose, whereas yeah. uh, Giant Spider Invasion. I just had to look down at my notes to remind myself of the title. I don't know why. Mm. I just have to think about the events of the movie. Um, but the it um, it is about you know the similar sort of quality to Sharknado, but it's trying to have fun rather than just be a bad movie. And yes, that it makes does. It, feel it feels way like. They're trying to create a sort of cinematic drive-in experience. Yeah. So there's an intention there that you can sort of believe in and mm. be on board with. I think for me, it was front-loaded with a real trudge of dull characters and uninteresting filmmaking at first. Okay. But once the actual invasion starts kicking off, the characters get sillier Yeah. to match the scenario. Their reactions to the scenario become sillier yeah. and more interesting. The special effects become funnier. And the filmmaking a little more, a little more genuinely skillful in places, which makes this wonderful thing where you'll get an actual suspense sequence of tension, mm. which works quite well, but is then paid off with a hilariously bad spider puppet, and it yes. works like a well-timed joke. Like it's like it's almost yeah. like parody. It works so well. So yeah, I think the worst thing about it is, as so often is the case with this, is mm. our heroes, the two yeah. scientists, because yeah. unless you get Michael Caine in. The heroes are always going to be less interesting than the monster and the yeah. hicks and teens that the monster is preying upon, yeah. who are the real stars. Buckfoot Dungus is entertaining. Stella. He's a man. Yeah. He's an opportunist man. He has his own uh, Dionysian wants based on immediate sort of gratification. Yeah. And it's fun to see him go about his dark deeds influenced by the cosmic sort of mm. terror of the giant spider invasion He's only for him to die before he knows what's going on i'd love to see so him survive damage. a bit longer yeah 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 but, I, I, you know, I, I, like his introduction yeah. and any time we focus on him it was amazing it was just like what it was like watching neil breen or something like the man neil breen yeah um just you just there's an unknowable quality to him and the fact that it's shrouded yeah. in this simplicity of character was was maddening to me i loved it Indeed. And I loved his dynamic with Sad Catral as well. She mm. was such a bitter and resentful sort of character who yeah. had such a sleepy delivery for the yeah. most part that I quite enjoyed their back and forths. Yeah, same. It's it's a perennial problem with sort of horror movies, I think, affecting everything from 50s B-movies to the Saw franchise, <laughs> is that screenwriters all too often think that the best framework to hang your movie on is boring people investigating the interesting thing that should be the whole movie. Yeah. This should be... What's the movie? What's the James Gunn movie? Is it uh, Sliver? Oh, yeah. The one about a hick town when Alien lands and starts assimilating people with uh, Michael Rooker as the... Uh... I think so, but I haven't seen it. Is it called Sliver? Mean, because are we talking about Super, Paul? Because <laughs> I can talk about Super. Oh, yeah! It's definitely Super, mate. Oh, fuck I yeah. think that's James Gunn's best film. James Gunn didn't make Super, did he? I thought he did. Oh, he did! Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. That's a good thing. He's got his hands on DCEU. So, yeah. Boring people investigating the interesting thing that should be the whole movie. And for some reason, this movie is interested in explaining the science behind the giant interdimensional spiders. As if yeah. that's why anyone is here. Fewer <laughs> scenes of that, more scenes of the spider menacing the town. Yeah. Yeah, that's for, for sure. Because the attack sequences and set pieces are great. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I really like it. Even though the... You know, it's obviously just a giant fluffy spider running around. Yeah. It's still, it's still fun, and we'll get into yeah. in, in the quick fires. 
the mm. there's a couple of moments where it's used really effectively i think um yeah and 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 in a in a way that really reminds me of of <laughs> weirdly i had real fucking uh, arrival vibes uh, when the spiders <laughs> on the on the horizon go, like just just uh, bimbling about on the field uh, bimbling just like just, the just... aliens in arrival <laughs> <laughs> we're having a bimble i get it now they're having a bimble and then she understands time and space. Boom. Bull. You saying bimble? We're never gonna. I think. I think this this race is fucked, mate. Let's. Hang on a minute. These aliens are fucking idiots. That'd be a good twist. That'd be a good twist in a in a sci-fi movie if aliens invade and it turns out they're just idiots. Oh, I think we've just written the world's end again, mate. Oh no! <laughs> oh God! Can we stop doing that for one? No, time? we're British. All right, mate. we can't. Look, concluding thoughts before we quick fire. Yeah. I think this one is worth it because yeah. any of any boring moments are immediately overwhelmed by the charming character moments and mm. the incredibly endearing and sometimes effective moments of actual spider havoc, which we shall yes. come to in quick fire. Yeah, I'll I'll say so. Those down moments where I, I suddenly started feeling really fatigued and like this movie was dragging. Mm. As soon as I just started to ask the question, what was the thought process behind this scene? Um, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it immediately entranced me again. Yeah, I think I'd definitely watch it, but maybe fast forward through any moment that has the scientists in it. <laughs> yeah, watch it at 1.5, that those bits, because I think the, <laughs> the joy is in the the physical, the physicality of the two. Oh, God. All right, let's quick fire. All right, then. Uh, first one is really petty. It's just the horse shirt worn by little Johnny, little whiz bang, little kid. Oh yeah. Uh, he's got a shirt with horses on it, a sort of Western tradition that I quite enjoyed. The country tradition. Oh nice. The 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 Brit the Brit sweater. Yeah. Um. Okay. Look, Paul, the sheriff uh is gold blumming his way uh through fashion. His his oh, yeah, his shirt is unbuttoned to the point of it basically being off. Yeah. And that's a thing. That's a real thing. And that's a thing. That's a thing that we can all enjoy. And that's a thing, ladies. It's a thing. Men really Get like it, it if you just don't wear any clothes. So, uh, maybe... Oh, shit, finally. That would be great if the co- one of these cosmopolitan things that was just like, the secrets that your man doesn't want you to know. How to get them interested and keep them interested. And then a page is just like, you just get naked. Yeah, just get naked. Or just stand there. Stand there. Men aren't as complicated as you think. Or is that the cliche? Are we oh reinforcing God. toxic masculinity here on One Good Thing? Stay tuned oh. and find out, good listeners. <laughs> That's right. It was an alternate ending to The World's End. <laughs> this could be the new Lost for us. So... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, I like the fact that when he's trying to break the meteor with the sort of hammer and the chisel, uh, the chopping board beneath it breaks. Mm. And it's quite a good little detail to show how hard this thing is and how difficult it is to crack is to have like an actual impact on an other thing that we can relate to a chopping board that's a sturdy object that's as sturdy as we humans know everyone in england caresses their chopping boards for comfort before they go to bed and church used to be the bible but now it's all secular in it you know chopping board you put your faith in that put your faith in that you get a bullet stopped by that if you put one in your top breast pocket they're so important when we're chopping up our chewy and edible meats (laughs) chewy and edible ideologies um (laughs) Was it Martin Luther? Yeah, he famously, you know, took a chopping board to church and would pray on it. Um, <laughs> Nailed it to a door. Uh, what's, what's his fucking Dan 
but fuck Dungus. Um, the yep, first scene, the one. he's going off to the Reverend, <laughs> and <laughs> how could I forget? He he goes off to have his affair whilst the, uh, you know under the pretense of going to this preacher, and he comes back to um, Sad Catral, and mm. she asks him, uh, you know, how the the sermon was, and he goes, "Oh yeah, it's good." How was it? Great. What did the preacher talk about? Sin. Yeah. What did he have to say about it? He uh, was against it. <laughs> That's very good. It's I didn't hear good. that. Which is a, That's an example a good of interaction. How, yeah, it's an example of how this movie, like, it has its sense of humor in it. Like, it's, it's telling yeah. jokes and it knows what a joke is. It's yeah. not. It's not just. <laughs> I'm your sister. I'm your mother's sister. <laughs> <laughs> One moment that I would almost dare to suggest is a deliberate subversion and a bit of humor as opposed to a bit of shoddy filmmaking that i find amusing is when she is in bed mm. and the spider yes is gradually crawling towards her and it's about to touch her then she gets out of bed and the music just stops dead the second she stands up yeah Biggest laugh for me of the movie. Yeah, it was really good. good. It was so good, and I mean that being immediately followed by a big fluffy spider coming out of a dresser drawer was, yeah, was I mean, very good. Also, <coughs> here's the thing, and I should have said this: I made the mistake of paying for the SD version on Amazon Prime, oh. which was incredibly dark and hard to see. Then oh. I found out it's on HD on YouTube for free in yeah. way better quality. Really significantly wow. better quality and when i was watching the dark version on prime mm. the spider draw moment did get me because all i saw was like this dark shape lunge out at her and it was a bit scary and i was like "Ooh, okay that's quite good then i watched it on youtube and it's like oh that's very funny yeah <laughs> it's very funny actually that's actually very funny wow i i, I didn't know that yeah I, I i watched it for free on youtube as i recommend each of our listeners mm. do in turn as someone who appreciates cinema, I watched uh, Giant Spider Invasion for free on YouTube. And then I went onto Netflix and watched Extraction 2. It was a night for cineasts. <laughs> it was a marvellous, marvellous thing. <laughs> marvellous thing to do. Look at least I tried to, but I, unfortunately I couldn't figure out how to correct the housing settings. <laughs> and I refused to. I'm British. I refuse to learn. Hello. So, oh, I, uh, yeah, okay. So Dr. Vance... Uh, Teddy, sweat, what do you call him? Teddy sweater vest. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Teddy sweater vest. He, um, his the scene in which he's introduced. He's sitting at his desk and somebody's telling him there's um you know some science mumbo jumbo going on and mm-hmm. he's sitting in his chair like a yarl who's hearing mm. out his lo- the local <laughs> complaints. Um, he's yeah. he's slumped into it and very self assured. And I really enjoyed how he held himself in that scene until, you know, Good before step. he starts holding other people. <laughs> um, so Dungus and Sheriff both get eaten by the spider. Yes. And it's kind of, in spite of how rubbish the special effects generally are, yeah. it looks quite good. They get tucked up into the body. Yeah. It kind of looks like they're being tucked into the uh, carapace. I mean, yeah. they call it the sort of body of the thing. Yeah. I think it's meant to be his mouth. Yeah. It looks like his butt. But he's tucking him in with like weird little fangs, yeah, and as he's mandibles. doing so, blood and hot and gore yeah. is like running down them mm. as they're being shoved in, and they're you know twisting and screaming. It's quite horrific. 
Yeah, I'd say there's something really existentially troubling about it. Um, yeah. It was, it was very well done. Yeah. I, I guess figured out the 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 important details in that mm. scene. It didn't matter about the spider itself. It, it really mattered what happened whilst it was being pushed inside the spider. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, nope. I was going to say, it's not. This was not. This was the first, but not the last time I've thought of Nope during this movie. Um, <laughs> one better thing. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a good one. It could be. I actually haven't picked a one better thing. I might do Nope. Yeah, do Nope. Um, I'll do Nope then. I didn't. Yeah, right. I did oh. Arachnope phobia. I didn't, but you should. <laughs> oh. so, so, 20 minutes into the movie, Vance and Langer, so that's um, for the listeners at home, Teddy Sweater Vest oh, yeah. and. The <laughs> Mary from Third Rock from the Sun. Mary from Third Rock from the Sun. Mary Albright. Um, That's the one. They're walking and they're walking talking, and suddenly um, they're walking talking. They're walking talking. How are you? I'm well. fine. How are you? <laughs> um, they're walking talking, and uh, there is a two two pronged for me. Um, <laughs> and suddenly we zoom in on a cobweb, and I think, oh yeah, there are spiders in this at some point. And then a bit a bit <laughs> like a bit later on. He, hmm. um, they're walking out of a door, and Vance becomes a Teddy Sweater Vest. Sorry, becomes extremely bothered by Thank a you. small cobweb that's in the door. And yes. in the context of the movie, narratively, we know why he, <laughs> he's getting bothered by and noticing that. But but out of context, he looks like the world's biggest asshole, <laughs> just fucking bothered <laughs> by a tiny cobweb in the corner of a door. Ugh, ugh, this is, you're a bloody woman, aren't you? Why don't you just get a broom? You know, it does. So it funny. doesn't happen often enough in modern films that you know Chris Pratt will walk into a scene and just be like, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" Ah, ah, ah! No, I feel like it's still on me. <laughs> oh no, it's in my mouth. I feel like it's in my mouth. Yeah. Ah, ah. Is it gone? Can you check my hair? <laughs> just check it. What? You What's sure? wrong with you? Okay. Um, the barman. Hmm. Dutch. Was obviously dubbed. Yeah. And he was dubbed by some guy with a very silky voice. And in particular, the line... Did you hear the news? Billy Kester's car just blew up. He's dead? Yeah, he sure is. Dead in a doornail. You know, Dave, a lot of strange things are happening around here. Yeah, I know, Dutch. Can I use your phone? Sure. Use my private one back. Thanks, Dutch. Okay. <laughs> Definitely hit home. It really reminded me of Dr. Lucas from... Um, uh, from things. Oh. <laughs> That's a pretty good, a pretty good joke. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. That's a, she's dead. That's about the size of it. I thought you meant the thing, and then as soon as you said, "Ha ha ha," I went, "Oh no, things." Okay. <laughs> yeah. I there remember. we go. Things. Key difference. <laughs> All that's left of her is blood <laughs> and, and guts. <laughs> You're a real Looney Tune. <laughs> so. Oh God. When they when Buttfuck Dungus and Sad Catral mm-hmm. find the diamonds uh-huh. in the first geode thing, mm. um, Sad Catral goes, "Those are diamonds," and Buttfuck Dungus goes, hmm, "Maybe maybe they're not hard enough." And he goes to grab his hammer again. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a very quick. <laughs> hmm, maybe they're not hard enough, and then he stopped. It's very very <laughs> very good comedic timing. Good stuff. Mm. As an addendum to that, I quite enjoyed. When they when the spiders broke out of that, there was one of them that broke out, and then all the legs sort of sprang out at once, and it mm. did. Oh yeah, it kicked off that absolute hatred of those fucking animals that I have. Yeah, nice. Because of the way they move. 
uh, and then as another one. Uh, I really like the explosion that killed uh, Michael Longsdale. Longsdale! <laughs> just when he crashes into the petrol station, I think it is, and it just blows up. It's a yeah. long time before it blows up where it's on fire and he might get out. I think he gets hmm. to the window in the end before it all explodes. Uh, okay. and it, yeah, good explosion. That fucking scene is something, Paul, because it it's it is. <laughs> oh yeah, we should we should talk about that in so, more detail. So <laughs> he's 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 driving, and we get that um, humorous hard cut horror sting to a small spider very slowly moving towards yeah. his butt, and he panics the fuck out, and then yep, a, starts swerving, and then the eponymous giant spider turns up and starts yeah, smashing it's just his in car the road. and cutting him. Yeah, and and the music's going crazy, and he's screaming. And then I blink, and he's fucking driving away from it. And then there's silence for a couple of seconds. And then the small spider's back in the exact same position, having made yeah. no progress. He, he just forgot about it. <laughs> he, he, he screams. We, we cut to a long shot of the car smashing into the petrol, the, the gas station. Explode. It's on fire before it even properly hits the gas pumps. Yep. And then he's in the building trying to smash a fucking window. <laughs> and, oh, it's, God. and it's that really like a tinny glass smashing sound of movies of the 70s of, of yep. um, <laughs> in uh, now recorded in smasher vision and, and then it explodes with him screaming and it's just it's 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 about it's a it's a minute of of pure noise it's it's yeah. amazing i'll have one of just uh when sally lou's being menaced in the house a mm. sequence i quite enjoy she's in the house yeah. alone spiders have while she was in bed put spider webs all over the place mm-hmm she comes out and gets caught in one. She kills one with an iron. Mm-hmm. She picks up the iron and she smashes it down on it and it sort of explodes. Yeah. And that's very grisly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the that's house good. starts getting torn apart as the spider's long legs start shoving its way through the window and through the cabinets. Yeah. And stuff's getting wrenched free from the doors and the whole place is shaking. And they get some outside exterior shots that the spiders sort of awkwardly squat mm. upon the house. But... Yeah, it does a really good job of sort of demonstrating this house being torn apart by this big furry fake spider. And I love that. You know, I love that, Paul. In at least one scene, the the ropes that are used to maneuver a spider double up oh, as yeah. cobwebs. So it looks like ah. the spider is swinging on cobwebs, which Clever. is ingenious. Very inventive. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love that. Um, let's cut to the baseball game. So <laughs> yes, please. We've got a fa- we've got a fair. Everything yeah. seems fine. You know, we've got a lot of footage. We've got some things going on, and you know, relatively interesting for just being a seventies kind of fair going mm-hmm. on. Um, they're very, you know, they're using it for maximizing production value, is to get all these yes. extras in. Yes. And then suddenly there's a baseball game, and then the spider just runs in yeah. from across the outfield. <laughs> Just flailing around like it's clear they've mounted the spider's thing onto a car oh. and then engineered the um, legs to like move about yeah. a bit. <laughs> it's all that's needed. He comes in, everybody runs away, and yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. And then there's oh, scenes God. of some carnage, I think, yeah. in the next sequence as he attacks the town and we get some reverse shots of people falling to the ground <clears throat> bloodied. It's it's <sighs> quite the sequence. The, it's 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 so good because there's there's something about the sudden burst of people running away and screaming that yeah. like intensifies it it emphasizes the the horror of it and the the, the sudden yeah. panic is very jolting um yeah and it it really augments the fact that it's a big fluffy spider being moved by a car <laughs> it is so so well done 
it's lovely. So th- yeah, the far off shot of the massive spider bimbling across a field was fucking great, and it made me Having think a bimble. of arrival, and it made me think a bit of Nope for some reason. I think just because of the the scope of the action shots in in Nope. Oh yeah, and the scope. There's of definitely nope. some Nope scope. There's there's a lot of Nope scope, and uh, don't be don't be noping that scope. I always say, and and I think that Uh-oh. this film embodies that. It really does. It really doesn't not Nope a scope. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my final one is the spider getting hit by the science ray mm. and then exploding Hitting. in reverse. Mm-hmm. So the fire gets sucked into it. And yep. then we cut to the spider and he just gradually melts like the evil yeah. dead. Yeah. And it was pretty gross and visceral in a way that I quite enjoyed. It's time, boys. Get your semolina. And then they all run on and start <laughs> lobbing semolina at the spider. And it looks gross. Uh, Teddy sweater vest and Mary Albright from Third Rock from the Sun run up a hill uh-huh. and the spider comes over the crest of the hill and they fucking ragdoll yeah. backwards and and Teddy sweater vest ragdolls himself over the top of Mary from Third Rock from the Sun in such an awkward way yeah um it is i mean it, it is it's immediately hilarious paul his, there's, there's something about his, his legs remain straight and his body's at this weird 90 yeah. degree angle and he intentionally as an actor decided to roll over her <laughs> Yep, it's pretty wonderful. Oh, it's 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 extremely good. Um, <clears throat> when requesting the gadget from NASA, at no point in the scene does he explain that there's a giant spider invasion. He just says he needs <laughs> the machine. Um, he doesn't need to. goddammit. it! <laughs> he's Teddy. NASA. Goddamn sweater vest. Can you see my goddamn sweater vest? Goddamn son of a bitch. Non-sweater vest wearing <laughs> motherfucker. Um, the vigilante group <laughs> bursting out of the bar was extremely good. One man rickets his way towards the car, and he's the one leading the charge. It's um, it's it's just a very enjoyable, very enjoyable, very enjoyable visual treat for me, a man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, uh, almost jarring. The mob fighting the spider really felt like I was watching some hard-hitting American drama about police violence. Um, to the point where I, I, I almost <laughs> thought it was spider sto- prejudice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I almost thought it was stock footage with a spider put on the, on the top of it. Because it just looked, it looked quite real, and the camera scene kind of looked like cinema, cinema verite, mate. Magic of cinema verite, magic a of a cinema verite. The best example of sort of post spider modernism. The only example, as far as I'm concerned. The only example that really you need to worry about. The others, Mm. just leave them, leave them on the shelf, mate. Eight legged freaks. It's just didn't quite, didn't quite reach those heights. Not even close. Really. Not even close, mate. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I didn't like Eight-Legged Freaks. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that David Arquette has never appeared in a Spider movie that equals this one. And that's going to have to be something that you all deal with. That's, that's bold words, mate. And I'm not going to be there when our dear listening public, those scum, turn on us. Absolutely not. I'm going to be right there with but them. But i tell you what, though. Oh. Well, speaking of being right there with them. Uh, oh. Are you finished? Now I'm finished. Okay, now we're finished. Uh, let's let's be with them right this second. Let's go Ooh, consult oh God, the OG no. team. Do da do da. We're gonna consult the OG team. Oh, what have they got to say? In Wisconsin, where they all have an OG team hat. We all gave them one, and that was that. Chat BT at Old Man Callaway <laughs> says I haven't, but that poster rocks. And he's wearing an I haven't, but that poster rocks hat. 
<laughs> Which means he's allowed into Wisconsin. Yes, he hasn't seen it, but the poster is very good. It is a very good poster for this movie, mm. I will say. And I think there was also a tie-in comic book. So they definitely went all out on the uh, merchandising for this film and the sort of tie-ins. It's a shame none of that translated to quality film. Actually, no. We had fun with this movie. We did have fun with this movie. And you know what they say. Po- yeah. Poster be good. Then watch it, you should. That was Frank Oz. That was Frank Oz, the voice of Yoda. And if that's not going to convince you to see this movie, then I don't know what will. Some money. And that's going to do it for the OG team. Ah. From the <laughs> OG team, walking off into the distance with their cowboy hat. Come into Wisconsin, it's as easy as that. Yeah, I rhymed that with hat twice. Love it. Love that process, Lin-Manuel Miranda. So Here's my rap. Let's find out what you've got in store for us in the OG team. What's the scuttlebutt on the uh, One Better Thing, I should say? The One say. Better Thing. The One Better Thing. I see. I thought we were in some oh. horrible recursive loop where even I wasn't no! sure. Uh, okay. We're going to do this until the OG team respond to us. <laughs> we're here. going to just stay here until we get one more comment. I tell you what, Paul, it's worked before. Uh, it has worked before. Um, whilst you're pulling up yours, I'm going to go with Nope. I hadn't thought about this beforehand, but Nope makes sense. I it think really does. Nope is an extremely good uh, cosmic horror movie that really mm. gets across the idea of the terror of the unknowable. And I find mm. it's most effective in its first two acts where it's really building that sense of menace and foreboding mm. that Jordan Peele is so good at. And yes. tying it in with sort of horrific experiences of sort of animal rights mm. and this terrifying overall theme of sort of exploitation yeah. in favor of spectacle yeah. is really well achieved and it just it, it's it's such a it's big budget horror yes and it feels like it it feels like a mm. real sort of artistic vision that was you know stunning in the imax yeah i think it's but you know but equally worth checking out in the best resolution home media that you can <sighs> manage absolutely which we all know is the mm. iphone 8 yes uh, get that get and it now watch, go back and get watch it bloody nope on it I love Nope. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is amazing. Oh, gotcha. And the other Everybody's performers so whose names I can't remember, unfortunately. Oh, I'm going to get her name because I... Yeah, she I was great. It and, I um, and actually the third act, it. even though th- thematically, you know, it's not as much of a driving force, it's still incredible. It's still such a visual Kiki spectacle. Kiki Palmer. Ah, oh, Kiki Palmer. That's it. Yeah, she was great. Um, yeah, and Stephen Ewan and Michael Winnicott also just... Oh, yeah. God. Incredible. All, all great. Um, mm. And yeah, the, the the third act was such a visual spectacle, very sat. I, mm. I found it very satisfying. It yeah, <sighs> might be a bit of tremors. Oh yeah, tremors. There's one. Yeah. Well, my ob my obt. Yeah, I guess Ooh. so. My obt is tremors. No, it's not tremors. But it your should obt be. Ca- obt Callaway. Obt chat bt Callaway. <gasps> what is it, mate? It's arachnophobia. Arachnophobia, Arachnophobia, the classic eighties film with John Goodman. Who's the lead in that again? Is it Jeff Pullman? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. He's very good. He's he's very good. It's very cheesy. Yeah, it's it's a cheesy horror comedy about um uh, (laughs) about killer spiders (laughs) invading the U.S. and it's (laughs) it's wonderful. It's very it it is cheesy. Uh, It's knowingly so. I think, mm. um, and it manages to manages to be both very charming and funny, and kind of disgusting, especially if you have, um, uh, especially if you have arachnophobia, or if you have what I have, yeah. which is just a, a fear of dying. 
and uh, <laughs> and, and oh, spiders yeah, represent that. that quite handily. Uh, yeah, because it does a really good job of setting up the stakes of these spiders that yeah. they will kill you with a single bite, and they're tiny. Yeah. And the whole movie makes this huge thing about letting the spiders get as close as possible to people without them realizing. But what the audience do, so it's the ultimate manifestation of sort of Hitchcock's yeah. bomb under the table idea. Oh, um, yeah, you know what we should have a lot of good stuff. What mm. we should have recommended was Hitchcock's Bomb Under a Table. That's a great one. That was one of his best movies. <sighs> Bomb under a table. Jimmy Stewart played the bomb. Oh, and Michael God. Shannon played the table as as as, as a sort of um, a twinkle in his father's eye. Yeah, and, and God bless him for that. And Grace Kelly, incredible, wasn't even anywhere near it at that stage. But you could tell, You've got to respect her. Yeah, for that. you could tell that she'd given her a sort of respectable distance, and that sometimes that's 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 all that's needed, Kevin James. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's really nice that she roped in a terrified Tippy Hedren. In yeah. order to take her place as she yeah. became royalty in our heads and hearts, and li- and literally officially, absolutely, yeah, also in reality. <sighs> so, Paul, yeah, that sounds great. That was the one better thing. The one better thing. How could people find out about the one good thing? The one, the one good thing, aka mm. the one good thing podcast. Not to be confused with the real one good thing. Fuck you. And also the the one good the one good thing gardening thing that's more popular than us. Um, who likes God. gardening nowadays? Who does that anymore? It's too hard. Get oh. indoors. Watch films. Don't with us. Don't abuse these people or dox them or anything because we've already done that. Uh, but and, and so you can give all of your attention to us. You go to Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod. You can send us an email Damn at OGTPod at gmail dot com. Um, we put the call out for the OG team on Twitter and Facebook, and also. Well, Patreon, where for as little as one dollar or a pound a month, you get access to hundreds and hundreds of hours of us of us talking about movies, talking about abstract concepts, or Paul telling me about his his wonderful, fantastical days in, in libraries and archives. <laughs> I've warmed up because we've gotten the main episode under our belts. Um, it's really, it's Thank really God. good. It's it's just it's. Way I'm really tired because it's one a.m. <laughs> and it's just great. Yeah, um, and you know you're supporting in. Sport, you're sporting independent. Exactly. Fucking, I'm done. I'm done. I'm poor sporting independent. No, I'm done. Oh shit! No, he's leaving. He's leaving the studio to partake, partake in his own Wisconsin-based filming ritual. I'm going to run over to the Patreon studio, and uh, it'll, the next episode will start with me just desperately out of breath, trying to maintain my cool. <laughs> I do insist on him coming all the way to England for each episode of the Patreon. So if you want that good non-lag chemistry, you get into the Patreon right now. You should. And whilst you're at it, try and remember the one good thing about the giant spider invasion. It really, uh, uh, it really is the bit where the giant spider invades. <laughs>